This is everything about anything, episode twenty-five. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, we're halfway through to episode thirty. We want to view it that way. I don't know if any special events will be held out on episode thirty, but anyway, we'll look forward to it. Since you know, well, another another milestone achieved. Yeah. I suppose. It's a new era of everything about anything. Yep. Let's see what what more crap can pop up in this series. <laughs> what do you mean by what more crap? <laughs> okay, so the Olympics, World Cups, and more. The value, purpose, and contribution of sports competition to our society. The machine kills fascists. The importance of folk imagination and creativity. CCP has banned cram school from monetizing a good policy or negative influence on Eastern education and how we view standardized school education. All right, so the Olympics—it's almost—it—it's、um, almost the end of the Olympics. It's been quite fast now, hasn't it? I—I feel—I feel like it's—it's it's just started. It's like, like only a few days. I think、ago. it's like a three weeks thing. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's a three、over. weeks event. By the time of the recording, it's like two days until the closing. Yeah. So anyway, um, not just the Olympics, like honestly, like World Cups is also. You mean all? You mean all sports events could could be seen as you know a type of communication between countries and stuff. Sort of like. A interaction and a competition. Yep. It's supposed to be like a showdown. Like no, basically no politics, and you know, and you know, you know, between <laughs> countries should be included in in these cough, sports cough. events. Cough, cough, no politics. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no politics、cough. in any of these events. That、really? is what we can all. That is all what what we can all relate to, and we might think it's appropriate. Do it that. But if we if we view it this time in this Olympic, this specific season of the Olympic, which is Tokyo Olympics, there's this one certain country that bought that brought everything about politics into the Olympics, and I'm sure we all know what that country is. Like I just don't think it is that appropriate to do it that way. Like I think all sorts of sports events are supposed to be like, you know, a place where all countries can unite and compete. In a in a in a friendly way, not harmful usually, towards others. Don't hold any hostility.、Answer. That is、oh, <laughs> the spirit of all sports events. You don't just go and smash everybody in their face and be like, "Oh yeah, I got the gold medal." <laughs> like the meaning, the true meaning behind sports events. Chinese water diving be like. <laughs> yeah, like. No, 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 no. She's great. I mean, you know, have you ever seen that clip? Of, you know、What? the two the two badminton players, female badminton badminton players, you know cursing on fields. <laughs> that is not great. I mean, they see it as a way of hyping themselves up, but that just totally disrespect others, which is use other words, which mean, completely of, dis. Yeah, I can use other instead words instead of like, using profanity. Why don't you just use something else? Yeah. Just, just use okay, yeah. Let's go. What, what Speaking you... of like hyping themselves up, like do you um do you remember? There's a clip of yes. I think 
was it a judo player or no. something? Yeah. I, she asked um, her coach to slap her in the face. What? What? As a form of hyping herself okay, up and get ready for the match. She might die before the match. Her coach slaps so hard. <laughs> I don't know. Like, why, why slapping? Oh no! It just hurts a lot, and you know, make makes you. I mean, slapping yourself is idiotic enough in front of the camera. But having someone else <laughs> do it is even more stupid. You're you're forced to become sober. I would like to call it this way. There's so many interesting events like during this Olympics. Not gonna lie, like because this is a Olympics during. Um, during the pandemic. The pandemic. Yeah. So, so it's extra it's, special. Like it's extra special. Like, you, you don't no, get no special any con. Yeah. yeah you, you don't, don't get, get any special any... contact between people and stuff. Yeah. It's you just, don't you get know... the crowd cheering because there's no crowd. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but the crowds are cheering any... in front of their you know, whether it's t- TV or what, like they're yeah. they're cheering for you. They're rooting for you in front of their you know, gadgets and stuff. Like <laughs> it's it's a special season of Olympics. You. Yeah, just just from another side of the world or something. So yeah, it's a very special season of Olympics. No audiences, you know, just participants. Yeah, it's quite special. Wait, why is nobody talking right now? We edit this out. <laughs> I will. I will. It's like a awkward, long pause and awkward, awkward silence. One oh one. Oh Jesus! One oh one. Awkward silence. Stare into the camera. <laughs> say nothing. <laughs> All right, fine. So as being mentioned, this season Olympics really is special. I mean, all sports events should be like this. No, no yelling, no swearing. You know, just friendly matches between countries and participants. Yeah, I think but it should it should be a regular some, pattern for every event. For some, it seems quite difficult to not get aggressive. Huh? <laughs> well, you know, they they they're just fond of featuring their you know superior political. Did, did North Korea even participate in this Olympics? I I didn't. I don't think they. No, I didn't. No, yeah, did they? they? Just sort of like, I don't. I don't see any of them. I don't think they're usually they come in and dominate like water diving and whatnot. It's always China and it's always China and North Korea. But they're gone this season for some reason. Probably yeah. my boy Kim just does not want anyone to get infected <laughs> and bring the virus back to their hometown. They just just shoot them if they get infected. Exactly. That's how he dealt with them. Big cheers, boy Kim Jong-un. There are so He's many interesting things, like, during Olympics you can observe and, you know, have some funny thinking. It's like, it's always, it's always the U.S. and China, because they're the richest. They can invest the most into athletes. And just basically, they have the best facilities, they have the best coaches, they have the best, basically the best everything, because it's... It's your mighty, uh, it's your, it's your mighty freedom-loving patriots up against. <laughs> well, but they they kind of messed up on running this year. I mean, they certainly cannot compete. Well, with they still have a lot of black people compared and, to you know. I don't know us. Well, 
They still have a lot. Well, Most they still a did a good job. They nailed gymnastics. They nailed um, water diving. They they nailed yeah. They basically nailed everything that is you know sort of related to gymnastics. You know, like football, body twisting. football and Olympics is basically irrelevant because it's not even fun to watch. I know. Because same, same thing as baseball. Because the nations all send under 23 or 20, even 21 players. Do you know why? So, like, the big stars will never play in the Olympics. The reason being that FIFA understands the, um, the popularity of Olympics and FIFA World Cup. But they want to make sure that people still watch FIFA World Cup, so they went to, they went to, um, the so Olympics they did not contest. feature the best players. In it. And then, and then they they had an agreement is that FIFA will ban every player from playing in the World Cup if they play in the Olympic soccer game. Oh wow! Clap! Great job! Clap! clap. So yeah. So basically, what that means is that Olympics um, football is irrelevant. By the way, it's football, not soccer. Soccer is for losers. <laughs> soccer is for losers. We use football. It's instead. Football. It's football instead. It's FIFA, not CIFA. CIFA. <laughs> oh my God, CIFA. Soccer. Soccer and CIFA. Okay, now stop it. <laughs> Like, like the same thing goes with the karate and uh, like karate is only for Tokyo Olympics though. Do you know that? Yeah, I think I you do. It's like it's only for Tokyo it's, Olympics. It's gonna get you know? removed. It's a special edition in Tokyo Olympics. Special. And, and we might, yeah, we'll, we'll get to see what will get added by um French people next time in the I next know. Olympics. I know what the I I know what the French will add like parkour. Parkour. Oh because my they God. invented parkour. It's they're, a French they're invention. So good or even better, baguette fighting. <laughs> Star Wars French edition. What else is French? Like sport? Anything related to sports? Oh no, I can only think French. of baguette fighting and parkour. Like I think it'll be it'll be a nice thing for parkour to get added in Olympics. Like it's gonna be cool. See a bunch of people running. Yeah, I think like the they could design a course and then have parkour, parkourer or parkour. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Boys who parkour. Well, it's it's actually kind of interesting because their techniques allows them to jump off somewhere that's very high up, or they can you know leap over stuff. They can jump. Quickly. They can jump off from a rooftop. Come on, and they still land perfectly. Yeah, like they roll, and they have special techniques to keep themselves safe from harming themselves. Like it's quite impressive. I can get it's added in the Olympics. So karate never got recognized as an Olympic sports, huh? Uh, you know, you know what? I'm disappointed by this, by this season of Olympics. They should have added another sport instead of karate. You, you know what they should add? Um, I don't know. Yu-Gi-Oh. You know what's that? What's that? It's it's a card game. Card game? How can that be something that should be featured in Olympics? 
Wait, you haven't heard of Yu-Gi-Oh? It's like a card game where you can duel with another fighter. It's 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 a totally so, Japanese thing. Smacking people with katana swords. <laughs> no, I don't think that should be that. added. God damn it! That's a nice sport. I would like to that's, you know watch the entire match. It'll, it'll be intense. That's not safe. Oh. Really. <laughs> I, I can show you my uh, katana right now if you want to. Uh, I don't need to. Thank you. <laughs> really, I have it. Not literally really in a box that found of. Japanese, <laughs> nor Korean culture. I hate like, those people who's crazy <laughs> about K-pops. I well, I dislike well, the fan base a lot. Well, I don't like that, but I like Katana's. <laughs> I like Dills. So I think it is a big disappointment for this Katana sport to not get added in the season Olympics. Come on, Japan. You guys invented katana and the skills of using it, and why don't you add it as a sport? I'm pretty sure like, that many people around the world do know how to because it will seem it, it will seem a bit a selfish if not if it's only them competing against themselves. It's like um you know like in table tennis, so men's single, and they ended up with two Chinese players going against each other. <laughs> and, like, it's so boring for the, for the gold. But, hey, do you do you know one of our table tennis players beat Acharov? What the youngest Speed one? What? He beat he, he beat Acharov. You know that? He beat Acharov. I think he did. The the night is he nineteen years old? Yeah, I guess nineteen years old. I think he no, did he's beat twenty, Ach and he lost to the German. While competing for the bronze, I think he did. I think he, I think he, you know, no, he failed. Again. So like back in twenty twelve in London, um, the 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 old guy, the the one Our who's forty Chief. years old, yeah. So he was competing for the bronze medal with the same. And he lost again, Asherov. And he lost. And then this year, it's it's the twenty year old guy. And he also he lost against the same guy. <laughs> so that's like two bronze medal for him. But honestly, I I know a bit about table tennis, and I do watch it. And it, it I, I mean, it's a good match. There's, I don't think it's like we don't have no no hatred needed here because the German player They're did play fair. very I mean, well. I mean, really I can tell fair. from his serving that he has prepared like months or years for just for that i mean he uses techniques that many of not many players likes to use in formal in formal competitions especially you know something as important as olympics so he has put a lot of effort into it so you know credits to him no I hate mean, here i i think he i think he played very well that german player i don't i I can't pronounce his name because I don't speak German, so whatever. <laughs> I just call him Acharov because it's spelled that let that way in English. It's it literally be, spelled O-T-C-H-A-R-O-V. I, I, I think in German it's pronounced a little bit differently, maybe. Whatever. Um, I don't speak German. <laughs> I think that's you know, that's the beauty of Olympics and you know World Cups and stuff. It's like it's a nice addition. That every few years you get to have an an exciting period where every night where you know 
nation and every everybody in there no matter their you know they lost or anything they've peaked their techniques yeah in that certain field so it's always an enjoyment to watch olympics since everyone is so good in it like there will be no disappointment even even if anybody you know lost or something it's still an enjoyment to watch yeah you know, to, to see them play out the techniques we can pull off. Oh, another thing I um it also worth mentioning is that Russia is actually banned from this Olympics. I know, I know that from the beginning. My dad, my dad told me yeah, that, and they because they, they kind of established a thing called yeah, they used Russian Olympics Council or something. Yeah, and committee, a committee, yeah, and then you Russian ended up Olympics with ROC. But mind you, it's mm. not Republic of China. Sounds a bit familiar. Hmm. <laughs> mm, Russian supports Taiwan. We got Russians. another ally. We got the Slavs on our side. They can't compete with us anymore. We have, uh, we have hard base Slav. We have vodka drinking. Um... <laughs> vodka drinking tracksuit boys listening to hard base <laughs> on a train. <laughs> hard base on a train. <laughs> You know, I, I actually no. went to listen to some hard bass this weekend, and I went to buy myself a tracksuit just for that. <laughs> what? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I bought an Adidas tracksuit and, and danced to the hard hard bass. Russian really national is. anthem plays. <laughs> it really, I really do feel like a Russian in doing that. And Feeling Russian to despite you speak Russian. <laughs> they have like the best national anthem ever, in my opinion. <laughs> I think we we can all we can all relate. To Basically, that. they inherited the Soviet Union one, keep the same the same melody, but you know, modify the um, the lyrics so it doesn't go with oh no, Lenin is oh, is so great. Like they removed that and changed it into something else, but it remains. But the beat great. is sick. The beat is sick. It's been sick all the way from USSR to the current Russian national anthem. It's been great for all the time. We can truly feel the Slav spirit in their national anthem. National anthems, honestly, ours is just crap. It's like you're going to a funeral. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, kind of feels like it. It's so depressing and like it's like the the Israeli national anthem. I heard that the other day. I was like, why is it so depressing? Oh my god, it's our national anthem. Can you just you know, <laughs> get a bit more hyped or something? Don't be so sad and depressing. Like um, <laughs> the Ch so like, like um, the the pirated Chinese um, national anthem is also very hyped. Like, yeah, like it, it's, it's, it's too quite, hyped. How, I, I how do I describe it? It's it's quite mm, mm, barbaric. Not really. <laughs> um, how do I put this? Um, Quite, it sounds like as you're going on quite, going the through spirit, a revolution. The, the spirit is quite, you know, it has a special spirit. You can tell, yeah, commies. Yeah. 
like it, it says something like using our blood and flesh to build our new great wall. <laughs> Trump vibes. We will use our blood and flesh to build new great walls, and we'll have no, the Mexicans no, 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 pay no. for it. Yeah, Trump will say using Mexican flesh instead of using <laughs> our flesh. Mexican flesh. Oh,、uh, whatever. That guy is so screwed and just he's banned on multiple、asshole. social media platforms. He's big, just done. I seriously, it's lit. He is literally the worst U U S president ever. Period. Well, well, we 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 might have some Trump supporters here. In our audiences. Well, I don't give a damn. You're stupid then. <laughs> and it's not. It's 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 nothing more about whether you're you know Democrats or Republicans. It's not that because even the even the Republicans are you know turning is is turning against him. Like he as a person has failed. He has failed himself, his country, and basically everything. Yeah. <laughs> Too big. He's got enough money. He's he's backing off. He's retreating. He he's he's got enough he money. <laughs> he should be. Yeah. All right. Um. Fun fact. Let's move on to fun facts. Not actually like it's fun or not, but. So. <laughs> What sort of fun fact do you have for us? I don't know if this one's a fun fact or not, but the、um, the heads on Easter Island actually have bodies. Actually, have what? Bodies. Well, okay. <laughs> Does that count as a fun fact? I don't know. I mean, sort I of. Randomly just found on my headers. Because most of the time, when you see them on the picture, it's just. Their heads, so yeah, their heads. It is. It might bury, bury down the dirt, down the dirt or something. So, what's your fun fact? Do you know there's technically, there were technically three U.S. capitals. Now that's what we call a fun fact. Which three? Can you name them? I might、oh, know. Well, of course, Washington D.C. As we yeah, know, right, of course.、Now. But also Philadelphia. For the internet,、uh, for the Continental Congresses, and oh, also, I think I heard that before. Oh come on, read my history session. <laughs> But also Annapolis, because after the Revolutionary War, the city actually held on to you know the effective administration of the nation. So that is also considered as a U.S. capital. Yeah, so we have we had three, and now we have one. Yep. Okay, that's yeah, that's kind of a fun fact. I mean, that is well, a sort of like a side note, but also fun fact. Yeah. The, Washington D.C. is not a state, nor is it a. It's a. It has a special status. It's controlled directly by the Congress. But. Despite having a very large population, the citizens do not get to vote. Yeah, logic. We do not get to vote from the electoral、yeah, college there. 
Anyway. <laughs> this machine kills fascists. The importance of hope, imagination, and creativity. Okay, so apparently, um, whoever suggested this has extracted the first the um the quote from John Green's Paper Town. He said it's a nice book, but I I haven't read it. I just know who John Green is. Do you、I、know who John、it. Green is? No, no. Do you know Crash Course? I... Wait, Fast Course? Crash Course. Crash Course. You mean that Crash Course? Crash Course. <laughs> I thought you said Trash Course. Then I know about that a lot. <laughs> So the importance of hope, imagination, and creativity. What do you have to say about that? Like, I don't really know what what to say about this though. So yeah, like, hope, imagination, creativity has always been an important thing in the development of human history. Like, we can all relate to creativity. We won't have anything without creativity now, will we? Like, it really is a common thing for everybody to know. That without these three, we will, you know, probably have already vanished. Like without hope, imagination, like we'll die from the beginning without hope, or so to speak, imagination. Like if we don't imagine anything, we we won't make anything. We'll still we'll still be in that stone age or something. Well, what? Anyways, what do you think about this though? Oh. It's kind of difficult for anyone to acknowledge the importance of hope, because people always say,、uh, especially those, well, including me, the pessimistic people. Those without hope. Yeah, like they say, there's nothing as such called hope. It's all about the reality. It's all about what we have to do. It's our fate. It's all decided. It's nothing we can change. I I used to be that sort of people, but I don't that sort of person. But you know, after a while, well, I'm still pessimistic about most of the things, but I try my best to not、um, trap myself in a mindset of.、Um, Basically, having no hope because I do remember the story of、um, Pandora's Vault. Yeah, I do. Now, what people remember from the tale is that、um, Pandora opened. Yeah, she opened, opened the box, the and all kinds of sufferings came out from it, and then hope、uh, was left at the very yeah, bottom the point, of the box, and they locked the it up. The point is that hope is in the box. Was at the very bottom of all the sufferings and pains, and they locked it、that、up once again. That is the whole point the of、smoke. the story, but people still just sort of like remember the the beginning, the the, the beginning of it for some unknown reason. Like shouldn't shouldn't it be a common folklore? I mean, it's quite common for this entire to be known. Well, we we might not think it as something important, but it is worth mentioning as far as this topic is discussed. Yeah. So, imagination. I mean, 
creativity is kind of related to imagination most yeah. of the time. For most of the time, it, it is really. It's not just kind of related. It is related. Yeah. You build your creativity on your imagination. Imagination is kind of like a basis, I would say. First, you have imagination, and then you start using your creativity to work it out. So they're they are related. They're not just somewhat related. They are related. They are like one thing that can that can't be separated. Like I would say, these three are all, are all related, though. First, you have hope, and you have imagination, and you have creativity. It's like a procedure of further development, I would say. Kind of see the relation between these three terms. This is going so bad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What I do want to do, though, I mean. We, I technically we still have some time before school officially starts, so for the coming, I'll say a week or two weeks. I I want to see, I want to have like an extra recording every week. It can be like like a thirty minutes recording. It doesn't have to be like one hour, but those episodes have to be reserved. For times we cannot make our new recordings, and we'll use it. We'll we'll use it. I will use that pile of additional recordings and upload them. So what I said, what I'm proposing is that if we have a pile of backups, that we can put, we can release them at the right time. Like say, okay, so we have so for these two weeks. We are having exams. We cannot record new episodes, nor have the time to do the editing. What we'll do is that we'll release two episodes, or just one, if you, you know, and use it as a substitute. Yeah. Why do you always like rest for an hour? <laughs> you nap. I need. I need some sort of laid back time. Laid back time. I have to, you know, kind of, kind of just lie, lie, lie on the sofa or the bed and think about what I'm gonna do next. It's none of those like the morning routines that are going viral on YouTube. I don't do, I don't do, you know, I don't do meditation or anything. I don't wake up at four for jogging. I just think about what I'm gonna do for the rest of the day when I get off when I get off course. Like I don't, I, I just. I just hate being a couch potato, but I hate doing work as well. <laughs> Those just, two statements contradict each other. Yeah, they. I don't like to be a couch potato, but I also don't like doing work. <laughs> well, I like doing work that fits my interest. For instance, I would not do math for an entire day. That is crap. But I would rather. You know, read novels and write stuff for the rest of the day. That is a virus. Whatever we talk about this later on after we finished all our topics. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, 
CCP has banned cram schools from monetizing. <laughs> Dude, they board. ban everything. I swear to God, they banned. They banned Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> That's oh, sad. They banned Winnie the Pooh, and they banned the. Ba Did they ban anime? I think they banned anime, and they banned Pikachu. They ban anime girls, and they ban Facebook. They ban Google. They ban YouTube, and every and basically everything that is produced by the Americans. That is just another form of keeping the Americans low in their country. But what's the point of banning an industry from becoming, you know? Well, that's the point. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. I actually talked with my dad about this and he thinks that um um the core ideology of the ccp is to limit any basically they do not like to see big corporations running around and dominating a certain industry yeah like this modern they, they guy basically just things disappeared has to be controlled and maintained under the government's authority and my dad, my dad's guess on this is that he thinks the CCP thinks this. Um, they want to the keep current, the government dot dominant everywhere, yeah, so they the don't want any trend, force that could, you know, counter them or anything. They want yes, the them and them alone is, to rule this country. They do not want any industry that has the power to stage a yes. revolt. Or but a potential revolution. This is, because this is China and this is, you know, the Eastern philosophies. Where we like to talk about Conf Confucius and stuff. <laughs> so, you know, studying is important and school is always important to we children. But now they ban cram schools for monetizing. So basically they want to, they want everyone to focus on standardized school education because you know when the competition is just unbearably difficult you end up with cram schools going like brutal and so far ahead of schools and even teaching stuff that is not taught at school just to get the students to have better scores or so to speak just get them to pay them <laughs> yes in a way but i think i think what they did is not wrong i actually well i won't do it this way but i i i agree with their motivation because the point of standardized school education is to get people to learn the things that you know. That are actually taught at school, you know, to learn everything at school. Yes, at least Instead it's of, maintained, it's controlled, it's monitored, it's standardized, it's more unite. Yeah, but instead of leaving it all to the cram school and let it do it for you. Cram school is... it's so Chinese. I, I've got to say, it's, it, it's a very Eastern thing that simply does not exist in any other parts of the world. Well, you do have a point since that is our basically how that reflects on how our, you know, education system works. It reflects how we view education 
and if it reflects yeah. we tend to our view our ideology and our values. Yeah, we tend to view this, which I thing think as has a, a has a fatal flaw, and I, and most of the time, I disagree with this ideology, like this philosophy of just study because you have to because everyone is doing so, and you have to feed yourself. It's kind of like. Yeah, there are ways you can beat yourself, and that's not the point of education. It's like that's my well. I won't just outright ban a certain industry from monetizing because technically, you're 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 um in the meantime you're making you're making the industry suffer. I mean, think about us cram school teachers or. The cram school owners. I mean, yeah, they, they do that for a living, and and then you yeah, and then they, you know, you're, you're restricting from their possibility of you know feeding themselves in a way. I won't outright ban it, but I will definitely limit the possibility of people establishing new like new cram schools and stuff. Like there has to be some sort of limits. You they, you have to pass. Strict re- restrictions. Yeah, there's. I, I I might enforce way more regular checkups. Like you have random police come into your cram school, like and see if they're violating any rules. I might restrict those publishers like who likes to you know sell stupidly overpriced practice questions for you to do like. <laughs> Textbooks are like $50. And then the practice question that comes with it is like $500. Holy shit, that's that sort of profit. That's crazy, not gonna lie. And that's why I'll restrict, like, you can, there's a limit that, like, there's a lot more details to go through, but at least that's what I'll do anyway. Well, you can say that you can limit what they'll teach. But, that is a good you know, way. It, it's China. You know, look at their population. It has to have some sort of influence. I believe the industry will eventually acknowledge this change, and eventually there will be some sort of, you know, modification. And, and you'll have to establish new laws if you want police to go, go in cram schools randomly to check your teaching or what you it, have. Like it is basically yeah. against the laws right now in Taiwan. But chi- yeah. China people don't give but, a damn yeah, about laws. The, it's the pirated. It's a it's pirate the pirated version of China. ROC. So yeah, why do it's wh- the pirated ROC? What do you expect? Yeah. They do what, why do they? Why do they even care? Like, yeah. why? <laughs> why do they even care? Like, yeah, it is against the laws here. So if we want yeah. to limit what they can teach here in Taiwan as well, we need to establish new laws, and have police that police check them regularly. I mean, it is somewhat necessary, considering how cram schools and how our culture views. Education. Well, some cram schools it's are making some, students it, I, overpowered. In my opinion, it is necessary to keep the students safe. Well, not just safe, you know. Like, I don't want a fractured, a fractured philosophy of cram schools better because school sucks. It's not the point. Yeah. Of education anyway. So, 
now it comes to the time that when we talk about, you know, laid-back casual topics. Basically, chit-chat time. All right. Is there anything you want to talk about this week? Anything you want to talk about this week, though? Yeah. I've really read or watched anything that is controversial this week. Which is quite quite a rare case. So I usually do that every week. Just <laughs> nothing new pops controversial. up. Nothing new popped up this week, so I I didn't come across any chance that we're talking about or or worth discussing. Like unlike last time, in which I read a bunch of pissed off comments by Chinese people. <laughs> well, I don't have that this time. Since I, I haven't, they, they haven't posted anything new. Like, not any, like, nothing new popped up in my feed. They, they usually do. But not this time. For some reason. Well, you know, there might just be nothing new this time. It's so hilarious. I saw this graph, like, people in my class signing up for a Cambridge English assessment. You know what they signed up for? What? I get a get it you're looking at the chart. They signed up for P-T-F-C-E-K-K-E-T-P-E-T-F-C-E. Okay. Recently, I have a friend who's signing up for P-E-T. That's like, we already passed that years ago. I was like, I was like, okay, so what's their goal? And he says, well, passing it. Okay, passing PET. Okay, now, when is the last time you took the test, or have you ever taken Cambridge English? Don't tell me you failed multiple times, and this is like his... No, he didn't fail. He said, I have passed KET. The passing score was 120, and I passed with 121. Back in 7th grade. I was like... Holy Jesus Christ, get good. (laughs) So... He's so getting bodied. Kick. <laughs> like, roasted. Roasted. In terms, absolutely in terms of, roasted. In terms of PET, I don't I don't actually remember how long it was. How long ago it was that I passed the PET. Like I passed it with like 160 169 or something. And yet we have this binary class who passed it on 141 and he said yay. Bro, bro, get good, man. Oh man, I passed that. I passed that at like some 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 time period between seventh grade and eighth grade, and you passed it at ninth grade with a grade of one forty one, and you said, "Oh, hooray, I passed that crap." Here's the thing: I don't even know. I don't even know what the Cambridge exam is after I've got into junior high school like same i didn't know what was that so i did not take any of those and it turns out and turns out the first one i signed up for is fce it's like crap like in in um i in in august i i knew what it is and in november i'm taking fce straight away which is you know like a how do i explain it's like a It was at this moment that he knew he effed up moment. <laughs> like it turns out I didn't eff up. But... 
whatever. Here, I'll, I'll give you my, my, my entire Cambridge English assessment journey. Like, I didn't know there was this thing. I didn't yeah, know I didn't there was know, this I thing back back there back back then in in primary. Yeah. I didn't know what was that, but then I signed up for a bilingual class, and then Tom told me, "Hey, there is this test you need to take in order to get get good," and I was like, "As if I wasn't good enough," and, th and then I signed up for PET, and then I passed at one sixty nine, and I was like, "Okay, that's pretty damn easy." Like I thought it was pretty damn hard. Like while while I was taking it, I was like, "Oh, oh crap." Oh crap! I I effed this up. I effed up speaking. I I effed up reading. I don't know crap. I'm really bad at English. And then turned out that I got like one of the highest scores in the entire the entire population that took the test. Yeah, one sixty nine. That's a pretty damn pretty, pretty number. Sixty nine. I think one hundred seventy is beautiful. full marks. For yeah, me. I nearly got yeah. a full mark on that, and then. I was like, okay, that's pretty easy. And then I, and then later, I took FCE. Did I pass it as seventh grade? Oh hell, I think I did. I think I did. Yeah, I passed FCE. Wait, wh when was that that we took the FCE? Did you take it with the school? I I took it with the school the first year. Well, well, me too. When did you take it? I forgot. In November, or else when? Seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah, I passed it at seventh grade. The first I time a, I took I it. I was among the first to pass. Like there are certain students who have, there are certain classmates who has passed before they even get into junior high school. Well, I didn't know that was a thing, so that's not my. <laughs> I simply wasn't, you know, that guy. Not that, that pro, but the other pro. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> pros but anyway like i passed the c at seventh grade and i got i forgot what i got that was a rap anyway like i i took it with erica if, if you still remember her and then she you know what she uh, did for fc you the one who got kicked out from the class yeah the one can't read you know what she did for <laughs> the test can't read. you know what she literally did for the test she she, she brought Tons of exercises and textbooks and practices into the test and into the test room, and she was like, "Oh man, it's about test time. I gotta prepare for it." And I was just sitting there, you know, on my phone, be like, "Hey, why, why would you do that? It's supposed to be hard. We're not gonna pass it." And I started taking it, and I, and I thought, "Oh crap, I effed up again. I'm not gonna pass." And then she was, you know, so confident that even her phone rang. In her book bag, and no one noticed. Like I was sitting, like right behind Next her. <laughs> I was sitting right behind her, and her backpack was right, like, like we're sitting beside a wall, and her bag was against the wall, so her, which means that her phone is against the wall. And at that time, when her phone vibrated, I finished. I have already finished my test, and I was you know chilling out in the wall, be like, oh man, I effed this up. And I felt the wall vibrating, and I was like, oh crap, somebody's phone started ringing. And turned out that it was hers. Anyway, so she did tons of practices, and she looked super confident, and, and she was like, oh man, I'm, I'm gonna pass that crap. And, and I'd be like, okay, you're gonna, you're gonna pass that crap, alright. And then, you know, she cried when she didn't pass. <laughs> and I passed. And I passed. And she was like, what the you didn't do anything. Well, how did you pass? And I was like, 
It's just a matter of talent. I, ro <laughs> I roasted her with that damn verse. Smug face. <laughs> I'd be smoking when that happened. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> puts puts dun, glasses dun, on. <laughs> I'd be smoking. I'd be smoking on CJ Street anyway. So that was pretty much my journey. And then, yeah, nobody nobody rivaled me later on. I was ba I basically ruled the entire ruled my ruled the entire English environment in my class. Like, well, yeah, you skyrocketed. I, I skyrocketed. Like, once I found out about my special abilities, I started using them. And then I, I was the first one to have ever gone an a hundred on the super difficult test that Corey sent us. Yeah, the first, the first one ever. In an ever, like, Corey was literally so surprised. He was like, "Oh man, how'd you even do that?" And I was like, "It's just a matter of talent." <laughs> he almost Smart kicked me face. out at that time. He was like, "This little." Brat, I'm gonna kick this boy out of class. Listen here, you little crap. <laughs> and then, and then, I, and then, and then, following up, I was the first one to have ever passed CAE. You know, just at that time, I was kind of pissed about Corey because you know he called because I I basically wasn't doing my part. Like I forgot what I was in the uh, back in those days. I certainly was one of those members that's supposed to keep the class running, and then I was working on my. Essay that's supposed to be handed in tomorrow uh, to Samantha, and then, and then, and I was working on it, and Corey told me to do something for him, and I completely ignored him, and he kind of just you know pissed off at me. Like he's not he not just pissed off, he like super pissed off. He's pissed off for the entire day, and then at night, which is that night when the results came, in, he he called my name, and I was like. Oh, for freaking God, not again, you're gonna blame me for that once again. And and he called me over and he gave me like 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 a piece of cookie or something. And I was like, Oh, is this for is is this for a compensation for blaming in the face? And he was like, Okay man, you're past CAE and then I was like Okay, I guess I just had the talent. <laughs> like, I think you did hear my class that night. Everyone cheered. This crap, bro, that's crazy. This shit's crazy. <laughs> like everybody, every single one in my class cheered. Like Elaine didn't pass it, so she was like, she's kind of pissed, but she's also happy. Like everybody's happy. Like everybody's, you know, dancing all all the way. Not as pissed as I was. <laughs> Never mind. You're still you still can't get over the fact that you only got like for, a C. For, for, forget it. A C one. <laughs> I like, like, honestly. The problem is it's not it's a C1. The problem is one mark away from C2. That's the problem. Like, seriously. We will, we will get to like C2. If this was like a 190, I will be way more We will get to like, C2 I eventually. Happy. We can take again and again and again. That's the waste of money. Why would you do that? It's not even that expensive. I mean, you can... I mean, you can say it's just, like, technically I'm at C2. It just happens to be yeah. one mark off, but... I guess it's just, just it a form of acknowledgement bad, to your abilities. Whatever. Don't talk about it. I'll start smashing stuff. Anyways, I, I didn't feel any hype that night for some reason. When she, when he told me that I passed A, I, I was like, as if it was a casual thing. 
Like, come on. I prepare for. How smug do you have to get? <laughs> I prepare for my entire life and for the and for like six months. Never prepare for so long for one single test. As far as this language is concerned, so yeah, I, I kind of thought that I deserved this. I didn't. I didn't feel much hype. In fact, I didn't feel anything. Like, yeah, I kind of just. I, I I don't know. I didn't feel anything. I, fe I felt no hype. I felt no happiness. I mean, after I finish the test, I know I will pass it. I just don't know passing. Like, will I be? I will. Will I be getting a C one, or a C two? Like, that's my main. That's my main concern. And turns out the result pissed me off so much that I still, and I'm still mad about it to this very Yeah, well, I I can't I can relate, but you know I I never thought I'd pass when I while I was taking it. Like I thought I'm gonna fail so badly that I'm gonna take that I'm gonna get like a sixty nine or something. Like I I chatted a bit with Van S on that day, and he was like. If I were to pass, I, I'm gonna get like a 181, and I told and I told him that I probably am not gonna pass at all. Like I was that incompetent in my own abilities, what, what, even what though I was the first one ever to now? accomplish everything what, what in terms get? of. Yeah. I got 191, which is okay. which is you know a little bit far from getting a C2, but I will eventually get there. It's just a matter of time. I'm smoking again. Come on, I help think me. What, I think... <laughs> yeah, you're smoking again. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't smoking at that time. In fact, I, I, I was, you know, super low. And I was... Because I, I messed up on writing. I, I wrote too much about the book report. I, I, I created a fictional story and I... I wrote too much about it. I, I didn't write much review. The reason I, why I got such a bad score on writing, honestly, you I, didn't get a bad score. We all got a good score. Whoever passed that test is a no, fucking the genius. No, writing was a, it was especially bad. Like yeah, mine if it wasn't well. for the writing, I, I will be receiving a two hundred. <laughs> I got one one seventy four. Whatever, I'm just pissed scores. off. To this very day, I got one seventy four. I, I you told me I like, like and one... I would like I would like to say thank you because you just brought it back up. Now I feel you know sad and mad again. Okay, fine. Then let's drop it. <laughs> yeah, let's Trigger just wrap you. it up. Trigger you once again. The bitter <laughs> memories. Anyway, so what do you have that you can share? I was just sharing my little journey of me smoking all the way in junior I, high. I don't, you know what? I don't want to. <laughs> really? You don't have anything to share? Again. <laughs> I don't know. Don't feel like it. You don't feel like it. Okay, Thank I kinda... you for tuning in to Everything About Anything episode 25. Thank you for we'll tuning in. We'll see you in. when I'm pissed off. <laughs>